The Compare To Podcast is part of the Spark Media Network, now available on the Edify Podcast app. Grab the Edify app in your Google Play Store or on the Apple Podcasts app. You will be so glad you did. Hey there, friends. Heather Creekmore here. I am so glad you're listening to the Compare To Who show. Yay, it's May. Oh, wait. Maybe that's not a yay for you. Maybe that's a panic. Ah, it's May. All the school things or all the summer things. And ah, maybe summer causes you great stress and anxiety because of things like shorts or swimsuits or vacations, those kind of things. Hey, wherever you're at today, today's episode is going to be a little bit different because we are going to do a self-assessment. Doesn't that sound very clinical and boring? I promise you, it will not be clinical, nor will it be boring. But today, I just want to stop. And I know, I want to say like collaborate and listen or in the name of love after that. So if you did the same, that's okay. We are kindred spirits. (laughs) But I want to take a pause today. And I want to just talk about where you are at. Because reality is, we're all at different places on our journey. And some of you started listening to my podcast years ago and have journeyed with me from the place that I started to the place I'm at now. And some of you maybe jumped in just recently and you're like, whoa, where did all this come from? And you maybe don't see the whole journey. So wherever you're at in your journey, there's a place for you. You're on the right path. And today, we're just going to kind of help you navigate that a little bit. Well, not we. I'm going to help you navigate that a little bit. So I hope that you will stay tuned for our self-assessment, Where Are You This May episode coming right up. Let's go. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Okay, friends, so I'm recording this episode during a spring thunderstorm in Texas. So if you hear a loud booming sound in the background, you know exactly what that is. We have phenomenal thunderstorms in Texas, unlike any other place I've lived. (laughs) They can be quite loud. But today I wanted to give you a little self-assessment. So you can kind of try to figure out where you are on your own path to body image freedom. Now, I think the most amazing thing, well, one of the most amazing things about God is that he is gracious enough to not force us to all follow the same path. 
Some of us walk fast. My friend Jenny Zentz from the Intertwined Life podcast, that girl walks fast and she's about half my height. Okay, it's not quite that dramatic, but she's shorter than I am. And I walked to the beach with her a couple times and she can <laughs> walk about 10 times faster than I do. <laughs> Metaphorically, we're all walking at different paces on this journey called life. And there are some things that God reveals to us at just the right moment. There are truths that I couldn't have handled or accepted 10 years ago or 20 years ago. God is so gracious to not force us to just like get it by, you know, hitting a brick wall and boom, it all comes in clear. No, he walks with us on this path. And so... Part of my path and part of the reason why I am doing this assessment for you today is to make sure that you understand that I'm on a path too. Why is that important? Well, uh, recently I had someone, someone I'm coaching actually, read Compared to Who for the first time. And she wrote me an email, terrified, saying, Heather, I'm afraid you're going to have me start weighing myself again. I read what you wrote about scales. And I was shocked. I have no recollection of writing anything about scales at all. I don't remember this. I'm sure it's in there. Because when I wrote Compared to Who, although I had experienced great freedom on the body image arena, I was still kind of trapped with my food. I still didn't really know how to let go of diet culture thinking and dieting behaviors. They weren't as dependent or maybe I should say connected to my body image as they used to be, but I still was holding on to them. I think I would have told you I was holding on to them for health reasons that I couldn't let go of my food rolls because that was health. Now, though, I see things differently. So I share that to first say, I'm sorry if you've read Compared to Who and were triggered by the scale part, because no, I'm on a journey too. And I said some things about dieting in there that I wish I had never said. And if you read Compared to Who after joining us in the podcast just for the last year, you might be confused about some of that, but just recognize that I'm a work in progress too. So today, our assessment. Question one is where do you find yourself on your body image journey? So some of you are just getting started. Maybe you are brand new to this whole concept that body image is even a thing. And by that, I mean, maybe you thought your biggest problem was actually with your body, not with what you think about your body. Those are two different things. And friends, that's really step one, right? Step one is recognizing that no matter what you do to your exterior, you may still struggle on the inside because body image issues aren't about our bodies. They're about our minds and even more so, they're about our hearts. So maybe you're there today. That's okay. My question is, are you still believing that maybe the next diet or the next workout plan will fix 
your body image issues? Do you still believe that body image issues are about your physical body? If you do, that's okay. Stick around. I hope to convince you otherwise. <laughs> but, but you're on a path. Or maybe you've been traveling with me or with others for a little while. Maybe you're a little further down that path. Maybe you've read compared to who. Maybe you're starting to see that body image issues aren't maybe what you thought they were. And maybe you still have a little bit of ways to travel down that path. That's okay. Ask yourself, are you at one of those two places? Or there's a third option. Maybe you've started feeling better about your body image stuff and you're starting to feel freedom and you're starting to believe that your body isn't the most important thing about you and you're starting to see how you were made for more than just looking good in a bikini. But now you're trying to navigate food and you're wondering, how does this whole food and diet thing work into this whole body image thing? If that's you, you are so in the right place. But no, it's also okay if you're not ready to talk about food yet. It's okay if you're listening to my intuitive eating coaching calls and thinking to yourself, there is no way I am giving up my keto to do that. Or there's no way I'm going to start eating whenever I'm hungry and not doing intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is my lifeline. Like there's no way I'm giving up my plan. If that's you, friend, that's okay. This is a journey. And this is one that you will be on for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. There's no pressure to rush. And aside from the fact that there is so much freedom on the other side, and I want you to get to freedom, I want you to come over, come from the dark side, over to the light. But I also know that the Holy Spirit doesn't force things on us. God's grace is taking us on this journey one step at a time. And friend, no matter where you are with that first question, whether you're just getting started, maybe you've traveled a little bit and you're kind of feeling better, or maybe you're feeling better and you're like, "Ah, I don't know what to do about the food, or maybe you're feeling better, but you don't want to talk about the food yet, wherever you are on your journey, let me just encourage you that you are on the path. You see, body image freedom is not a plan. Body image freedom is a path. You know, that the biggest lie of diet culture is that someday you're going to magically wake up and be an after if you follow the plan, follow the program, buy the things, do the things. But real freedom comes when you wake up to the truth that that's magical thinking. After never comes. Freedom doesn't come at the end of a diet or at the end of a fitness journey. No, no, no. You just have to keep going, right? Ah, freedom comes when we can release our grip of control over these parts of our lives and say, okay, God, like Paul said, your grace is enough. I want to do what you want me to do. I want to be surrendered to your will for my life. I want to travel the path that you want me to travel. And I know that you have already created me physically to do anything and everything you have planned for me. I'm not held back by the fact that I don't wear the size I wish I wore. 
So God, I surrender it all to you. And that, friend, that's the prayer to pray, to keep following this road, to keep walking this journey. Come back in just a second and I'll do assessment question number two. Hey, hey there, friend. Are we email friends yet? Because if not, we really should be. Don't you think it's about time? <laughs> Seriously, you can head on over to comparedtowho.me and you can get my free five-day body image email challenge. What is a five-day body image email challenge? Well, for five days in a row, I'm going to send you messages just to kind of get you thinking about your body image in a completely different and hopefully helpful gospel-centered way. I want to see you find body image freedom And the best place to start is by becoming my email friend so we can connect that way and I can encourage you right in your inbox. So go to comparetoyou.me, take the free five-day email challenge, and I can't wait to connect with you there. Okay, question number two. Where are you as you think about summer coming? Option one, are you thinking, ah, I haven't lost the weight yet. I don't have my summer body yet. Is that where you're at as we enter May? Option two, maybe you've kind of given up the whole summer body concept but you're still feeling this pit in your stomach of dread because what do you do about the shorts? What do you do about the swimsuits? Or maybe you're feeling okay because you're starting to believe that there's more to you than just your body. You're starting to stop uh, objectifying yourself. You're starting to recognize that Just seeing yourself one-dimensionally as a physical body is not accurate because God made you a whole person, mind, body, spirit, soul, emotions, all those things. Maybe, I hope this is you, maybe you're feeling so much freedom this year that you're kind of excited about summer. Maybe you're ready to enjoy summer this year, maybe for the first time. Maybe you are looking forward to the summer thinking, you know what? This is the year. I'm not going to care. I'm going to wear the swimsuit. I'm going to jump in the pool. I'm going to jump in the ocean. I'm not going to worry about how my thighs look. I am just going to go for it. So where are you? Where are you as you think about summer coming? Hopefully you've answered that question in your head. And let me make a couple suggestions for you. Okay. Summer's coming, whether you want it to or not. And you can certainly wear jeans and long sleeve shirts all summer if you want to. But that just sounds hot to me. Of course, I live in Texas, and so it is just plain hot here. But I think a better approach to summer is the approach that I lay out in my book, Compared to Who. I also talk about this some in my version Bible reading plan called Compared to Who. Uh, so you can check that out if you want to just a free way to get started. Just go to youversion.com and look for the Compared to Who Bible reading plan. It's a five-day plan, I think. 
maybe it's longer than that. <laughs> I can't remember right now. But you need to start turning your mind and your thoughts towards the sky. <laughs> Get your brain off your body and start thinking about the one who created you, the one in whose image you were made. Friends, there is really no way to have a body that's good enough for summer. Trust me, I have known women who literally did swimsuit modeling and they still never felt like they looked good enough in a swimsuit. There is no way to fix this physically. There is no way you're going to get to the place where you're like, now I love how I look. Maybe you can see glimpses of that. I, you know, I'll give you that, right? I do know women who've lost weight or done things and they feel glimpses of, okay, I feel better now. Oh, but it's so short-lived. It is so short-lived because that idol, that body image beauty idol comes in so quickly to say, oh, you did such a good job losing weight. Now you need to get rid of that extra skin. You did such a good job losing weight. It's a shame that your chest looks so deflated now. You should probably go get some implants or good job getting toned up. Oh, what about your ugly nose? What are you going to do about that? You still want to be seen in a swimsuit? Your body looks good, but what about your face? You're going to wear a bag over that thing? I mean, this idol is mean, you guys, super mean. And it promises you that if you just take care of the next thing, then you'll be free. Then you can just rest. You can just, oh, you'll be like a model in a commercial just frolicking on the beach, just freely running like gazelle into the waves, just feeling so comfortable and confident in your body. Hopefully you listened to the series that I did with models last month because each of the three models I interviewed dispelled the myth that those models were at all comfortable frolicking <laughs> in their bodies, right? Oh, friends, wherever you're at this summer, my encouragement to you is don't believe the lies. Fix your eyes on Jesus. And that is the best chance you have at having a great summer where your body image doesn't consume you. Okay, assessment number three. Oh, this is a hard question. Are you ready? Where are you with the idol of self? Option one, I have absolutely no idea what that means. <laughs> okay, good. I'm so glad. I'm glad you asked. Um, uh, let me explain what the idol of self means before I go any further with your answer options. So when I talk about the idol of self, I'm really talking about the reality that some of us say we're not in competition or comparing ourselves to other people. We're just comparing ourselves to our ideals, these standards that we have for ourselves. But the idol of self is kind of bigger and broader than that. Because what happens when we make ourselves an idol is that we believe that our opinion of ourselves, so let me kind of phrase that in a different way so the pronouns aren't confusing. We believe that my opinion of me is what's most important. Now, this is challenging for us as believers and followers of Jesus Christ, right? Because what should be most important is 
God's word. God's word is the only objective truth, right? Any of my truth is subjective. And as a Christian, it should be submitted to God's truth. And so as I hear about scripture that talks about my value and my worth and my identity being rooted in Jesus Christ, the idol of self says, yeah, that's all fine and good. But what what would really make you beautiful, Heather, is if you would just drop uh, 30 pounds or so, that's what you need to do. And then what happens is we get into this tug of war between ourselves and the truth of the gospel. And the tug of war is, I'm not good enough because I don't think I'm good enough. And the gospel says, yeah, you're not good enough, but you are good enough now that Jesus paid it off for you. And so Jesus is saying, you're good enough. You are accepted and loved entirely through me. And I'm still holding on saying, yeah, that's all fine and good. But when I'll really be accepted is when I look like I want to look or when I weigh what I want to weigh. So back to the question, where are you with the idol of self? First option was I have no idea what that means. Hopefully you know what that means now. So I guess that's not an option for anyone anymore. I just blew that option (laughs) right off the table. The second option is I see the idol but I still want to do things my way most of the time. Yikes, conviction. And then the third option is I'm convinced that my ideals are actually my idols. And I'm trying to get in the practice of laying down my ideals and laying down that idol of self every day. Because I know that if I'm not consciously surrendering it every day, it's going to creep right back. So where are you? Maybe this is the first time you've heard of it. Spend some time later today after this episode just thinking, do I actually care more about the idol of self? Do I care more what I think about myself than what God thinks about me? Or if you're married, this is one I use when I talk to wives a lot. Is your husband giving you compliments? And you're like, yeah, shut up. You're so wrong, dude. (laughs) Do you care more what you think of you versus what your husband thinks of you? Are you actually telling him his opinion is wrong or subservient to yours? Oh, friends, that idol of self, it gets us into all kinds of trouble. So think about that later today. Number four, and this one may not make sense at first as to how it connects, but trust me is where are you on your spiritual journey? Option one, I know God, but I'm not sure about Jesus. And I don't know if I call myself a follower of his. Option two, I know God and I believe Jesus saved me. Option three, I know Jesus and I try to follow him. Option four, I know Jesus and I'm growing every single day or at least I'm trying to, because I know the only true way to have body image freedom and health in the arena of my food is to be walking closely with the Lord and growing spiritually. Okay, so there's no mystery here anymore. But friend, if your spiritual health isn't good, your body image health isn't going to be good either. If you're not in a place where you are following Jesus 
and trying to grow to be more like him and actively engaging in the practice of following Jesus. It's going to be hard for you to find body image freedom, right? And so maybe, maybe you've never heard about Jesus before. And if you haven't, Hey, send me a message, Heather, at compared to who.me. I would love to tell you more about him. That would be a great opportunity for me. I would be delighted to tell you more about Jesus and what he did to save you. But if body image is your struggle, don't think you can separate that from your spiritual health. You absolutely cannot. Because here's the thing. Body image becomes a struggle for us because we believe this body image idol, because what we crave is joy, peace, rest, really salvation. We crave salvation. God made us to crave salvation. That's why we need him. We need hope that there is something better than me out there, that there's something more than this broken world, that there's something after this life. We need a hope of all of that. And that's our spiritual journey. And if you've done what I did so many years ago and kind of taken your spiritual journey and kind of set that aside and said, okay, I got the God and Jesus. I've got those boxes checked. My spiritual stuff is fine. I don't have to worry about that anymore. I'm, I'm going to heaven because I said the prayer. And now I'm going to work on getting a hot body. That's what I did. I'm not proud of it. But that's, that's where my mind was for many decades of my life. If that's where you're at today too, oh friend, that is not the route to freedom. It's actually the path to idolatry. And those idols never deliver, as we've already talked about in this episode. Those idols always leave us lacking. And they always, not just lacking, they put us on a treadmill. It's never enough, never enough, never enough, never enough, never enough. Go faster, faster, faster. Until we're just exhausted. The only way to find true rest is to surrender to him and try to grow to be more like him every single day. Okay, question five, where are you with your spiritual habits, right? You cannot grow spiritually unless you have good habits in place to help you grow. So what are some spiritual habits? Well, there's praying, just conversation with God, telling him what you need, telling him where you're at, asking for his help, praising and worshiping him. Those are really big ones. I find oftentimes when a client feels really stuck, like they just can't get their mind or their thoughts off of their body, if they'll blare some worship music for 30 minutes or so, Ah, what a difference that makes because it takes the mind off of the focus on us, off of worshiping ourselves and on to worshiping God. How are you doing with your Bible reading? These are all spiritual habits. Are you in community? Are you going to church? Okay. There is a very slim few of you that can't go to church yet, but not very many. Not very many of you qualify for what I would say is it's dangerous for you to go to church. Most of you can go to church. I'm going to get really uh, truthful here. So put your seatbelt on. But if you've decided it's just more comfortable to stay in bed and watch church on TV instead of showing up there, friend, you're not being obedient to what the Bible has asked. We're not to forsake the gathering of believers. 
Going to church is not about watching a sermon on TV so you can check it off and say, I went to church today. Going to church is about corporate worship, being with other like-minded Christians. And I remember from the months of COVID lockdown to when I got back into church, and I live in Texas, and we're a lot more free wielding here. I know that. But I was probably back in church by, I don't know, mid-June of 2020. And I remember what a difference it felt like just in being out of church for three months, going back, how it made my heart feel. Some of you have been out of church for years, friend. It's time to go back. It's time to re-enter corporate worship. You will be amazed at what it will do for your heart, for your spirit. So where are you? Where are you with your spiritual habits? Are you not there yet? Do you just pray when you're desperate? Do you read your Bible sometimes and maybe say a little prayer when you need help? Do you read your Bible a few times a week? Or do you have a regular routine where you're in the word, where you're growing spiritually, where you're talking to your heavenly father about what you need and what you're frustrated with and asking for his help on your body image journey and confessing your sin of, of following these idols and pride and all the other things that go with it. Are you in corporate worship? Do you have friends? Do you have accountability? I mean, if Jesus needed 12 people around him, how in the world do we think we could do it alone? <laughs> okay. I mean, I just brass tacks, my friend. If Jesus needed people, you need people too. Well, that's the last question on the assessment today. I hope as we enter a new month, you'll kind of figure out where you're on this journey. So I'm not doing any coaching this summer because I actually have two new books to write. More on that later. But I will be taking coaching clients in the fall. If you'd like to be one of my coaching clients to go on the wait list for a fall session, go ahead and drop me an email now so I can get your name down and make sure that you have a spot when we start again in September. It's heather at compareto.me. But maybe coaching's not right for you, or maybe you're not even to the place where coaching would benefit you yet. I would say first grab compared to who. Listen to some of the episodes that have been more focused on the idolatry side of things. So you can really get a grasp on that. Read The Burden of Better, too. That's really a book about how grace answers that problem of comparison that we all struggle with. So these are just some things to think about as you enter a new season. And I hope that this assessment has brought you some encouragement today that you are just on a journey and you're on the right path and keep listening to the Compare to Who show. And my promise to you is I'm going to help you walk that path. And I try to come up with episodes that meet you where you're at. But if there's a question you have or something you feel has been left unanswered, drop me an email or better yet, if you're brave, go to compare to who.me slash podcast. And I have a speak pipe link there. You can actually ask me a question, just kind of a voicemail question. And I may even use it on the air if you give me your permission to do that. So send your questions. I want to meet you where you're at so I can walk this journey with you out of body image and food bondage to a place where you feel free. Well, thanks so much for listening. I hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. 
Oh, hey there. Before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to compare to who.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at compare to who.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Hear about how Steve Harvey surprised a dying man on Family Feud with $25,000. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hard-working pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com or search Story Behind on your favorite podcast platform.